Hi, everybody, and happy new year. I can't believe that it's already 2023. That seems so crazy. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year, whatever you did. We stayed in, but ended up being up at midnight with the kids anyway. So even though we had said a little bit before midnight, we're going to call it, we ended up as a family of four playing in Bubba's room. So that was that. <laughs> Not exactly what we had planned. But you know, when you have kids, it really never is. So that's how we spent our New Year's. But one thing that I had been thinking about, and I actually had written down the day before the New Year, was what my intentions for 2023 are. And I wrote these down as intentions instead of resolutions, because I think the idea of New Year's resolutions are very dangerous. And I actually talked to an outlet called Club Mental, and this was created by the ex-editor-in-chief of Women's Health. And they reached out to me and asked me if I would participate in an interview to talk about eating disorders and the impact that New Year's resolutions can have on women or people as a whole that have gone through an eating disorder. And I thought that some of what we had talked about in that discussion was really important and something that I wanted to share with you all as you think about New Year's resolutions. One thing that is undoubtedly happening across all of your social media feeds is you are being bombarded with messages of New Year's resolutions and you are also likely being bombarded with sponsored advertisements from fitness influencers or fitness related products and services that are pushing diet culture on you. These messages are so subliminal now that it's likely something that we didn't or don't even really identify until it's kind of called out to us. And when I was asked to do this interview, it really made me start thinking and digging deep into how I felt in years past. And even before the new year, the few days leading up to the new year, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling like I hadn't met some of the goals that I'd set out for myself for 2022. I didn't reach my goal weight. I didn't do X, Y, or Z. And that can be a really damaging way to portray the entire past 365 days. There are so many things that you likely did well. You may have stopped a habit that was harming you mentally. You may have gotten on medication that you had been waiting to get on because you were afraid of the stigma that came along with mental health and you finally decided to take that medication and are feeling like yourself again. You might have gotten rid of a friendship that was toxic. You might have gotten rid of some other sort of relationship that was toxic. If you have done anything that bettered yourself or was dedicated to being the best version of yourself in 2022, that's something that you should be proud of. Despite if you reached all of your goals that you had set forth on January 1st, 2022, and you reached them or not by January 1st, 2023, that is besides the point. One thing that I think is so important is just simply becoming aware 
of how diet culture pushes the messages of weight loss, trimming down, shaping up, getting thin. There are so many messages out there around now get your perfect body, go ahead and do what you've been waiting to do. Now is the time. One thing that I happened to see on social media that I thought was absolutely awesome was an email from Equinox that said something along the lines of we don't speak January because diet culture, this is not included. But to me, what this message said, we don't speak diet culture. They're not allowing anyone to sign up for new memberships in the month of January. I think that is hugely impactful because people will say, I'm going to sign up for a membership for this gym. I'm going to reach all my fitness goals. And you'll see in the gym, when you actually are going in January, there are a ton more people. February, it'll trickle out a little bit. March, they'll trickle out even more. Come June and July, you may see more people because it's the summer months, but you will not see nearly the amount of people that had signed up for the gym in January. And I think that that's a really powerful message because if this is not something that only should be done in January, you should not only be focused on bettering yourself in the month of January or when the new year strikes, this is something that should become a lifestyle change. And don't get me wrong. I think for those that do actually want to take that step and they use January as that catalyst to do so, that's a different, but I think that the, the message that they're trying to nip in the bud here, that is super important is you should not be signing up for something because you're feeling forced to do so because of all of the messages around diet culture today. One thing that I do think has been really positive that's come along with social media though, is I think that it's unveiled a lot of dialogue around mental health and wellness and recovery. I don't think that these messages were portrayed in the same way that they are today, because to me, I see wellness and recovery as being a strength. If you are able to have the courage and determination to get yourself out of one of the hardest lumps in your life and use your willpower for good, see the good in yourself, see the opportunities available to you when you trust in the universe, when you trust in yourself, most importantly, that is something that cannot be bought through a gym membership. That takes years of dedication, time, and service to yourself. One person that had a message on Instagram today that I thought was really important was Caitlin Michelle. She has a company called Strive to Thrive. I actually have just become a member. Um, I'm working with Coach Jacqueline, and we are only working on nutrition right now. But so far, even just from the few messages that we've had together, I think that it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for me to kind of better myself in the, in that arena and be more focused on my nutrition. But one thing that Caitlin Michelle, the CEO of Strive to Thrive, said on her on her Instagram today was, you are going to see more people in the gym. Be the person that makes that individual feel comfortable coming to the gym. Smile at someone. Help them if you know, if someone asks if you're using that machine, give them the opportunity to just use the machine. Don't correct people's form. Don't make them feel uncomfortable. You know, share the floor, if you will, and be the reason that someone wants to come back to the gym, not the reason that someone is afraid to ever step foot in the gym again. Because it's a really scary feeling to walk into a gym and see all of these people that are fit. You have no idea where or what these people's journeys were, but they seem to know what they're doing. And if you don't, 
and you're walking around and you're feeling so insecure. It almost feels like everyone is looking at you because you don't know what to do. That's a very scary feeling. And it increases the likelihood of your isolation that you'd already been feeling because it took something, some trigger or some catalyst to get you in the gym in the first place. So I would just encourage you that if you are the one at the gym who knows what you're doing, or even if you're the one who doesn't know what they're doing, don't give up on yourself and really just focus on why you're there and what you're there to do. And if you are the person who knows what you're doing in the gym, then maybe be the person who, you know, encourages someone else by a simple smile to want to come back again. So now let's get into intention setting. I also think the reason why I think that it's helpful to focus on intentions versus resolutions is because a resolution enforces the mindset that you need to be eliminating something from your life instead of adding to it. I think a long for a long time for me, the idea of adding something to my life made me think of, wait, do I have the ability to add something else? It's just going to be more weight, more stress, you know, more, more, more for me to manage. And that seemed very daunting. However, when it came to resolutions, in my mind, that was something, okay, I'm going to be getting rid of things. It's almost like purging your closet, which by the way, I absolutely recommend that you do. That is one of my goals for the month of January. But I think setting resolutions instills this mindset in you that something that you're doing is worth giving up. And I think if you have some sort of a bad habit that you're hoping to resolve in 2023, that's great. But I would set that as an intention for yourself and through meaningful meditation and positive self-talk, hopefully you can eliminate whatever that item is. But setting a new year's resolution to me is just an opportunity for you to identify a goal that you likely won't reach. And it's another way for you to have that negative self-talk of, I knew I wouldn't reach this. I knew I couldn't do this. I knew I wouldn't get to this milestone. Instead of just simply letting things go and focusing on some intentions that have a positive reaction when you actually say them out loud, I would also encourage you to write them down. When you're asked to write things down, it becomes a little bit more real and it gives the universe a chance for you, a chance to understand that you're serious. When you say something out loud or when you write it down, it's really setting the intention in a way that allows the universe to say, okay, you mean business. And because of that, I'm going to work with you to help make this happen. One of the things that Gabby Bernstein says, and if you haven't read some of her books, I highly recommend that you do. She also is doing a manifesting challenge for 21 days, the first 21 days of January. I signed up for it because I think it's super impactful for me to start my new year with the goal of manifesting something for myself, even something super small, but it asks you and forces you every day to journal pretty quick prompts. And it basically asks you to get super clear on what you're hoping to manifest. I love that idea. So I'm doing the challenge and you actually have until January 5th to sign up for the challenge. It's $37 and you basically are getting coached by Gabby Bernstein. So one thing that she says is that in order to manifest what you really want, you need to let go and let things happen. I think that that's really hard for those of us that 
are very used to having a schedule and being in charge of multiple things. We're in charge of people's lives as moms. We're in charge of our own happiness, of our bodies, of what our family is eating, of the clothes that we wear, like of our jobs. There are so many things that are on our shoulders at any given time that the idea of letting something go, like let go, give to God, give to the higher power, whatever, sounds a little bit cheesy, even to me. But the idea of it, I think, is so powerful and it is something that I absolutely subscribe to, regardless of how it sounds when you say it out loud. One thing that I think my daughter's diabetes diagnosis has really done for me is in a way it was a bit of a catalyst that has honestly altered, I feel, the course of my life and really laser focused my attention on spirituality, manifestation, meditation, and taking control of what you can control, but letting go of what you can't. And that's a message that I hope to instill in her as she grows up because her road is not going to be the easiest. And she's going to need some of these coping mechanisms and these tools that if I don't have them, I won't be able to teach them to her. And I think that our parents' generation did not have the coping mechanisms required to teach many of us how to cope with situations. And I'm hoping that this situation in my life will allow me to gain the necessary skills and the necessary tactics to begin to understand how to cope in certain situations and how what healthy coping looks like. Unhealthy coping are things like drug use, alcohol abuse, you know, eating disorders and things that you're using as a means to cover up a situation instead of looking internally, sitting with a feeling, identifying an emotion, using this moment in time to reflect, ask yourself questions and figure out what message the universe is really trying to send to you. I'm hopeful that the intentions that I have set for myself will really help allow me to uncover some of those things in 2023, but not just in this next year, truly throughout the rest of my life, however long that might be. I also, pause, I'm taking a sip of my Chardonnay. I also was guided by my Strive to Thrive coach to pick a word for the month of January. And picking this word is going to really signal where I'm going to put some of my focus, energy, and attention for the month of January. I chose the word courage because to me, it takes courage to get out of your day-to-day routine, step up and do something that's meaningful for you, and break the cycle and the negativity that has been in my head up until this point about my body getting up early, doing things that are challenging, that scare me, that I've been putting off because I'm afraid. I think that it takes courage to look your fears in the face and say, I'm stronger than you and actually begin to act in the way that you know best aligns with your higher self. And that is why for the month of January, I am choosing the word courage to help build upon my practice for the entire month. And when I say my practice, I mean whatever practice I end up doing, whether that's going to the gym, having a solid routine, identifying what my nutrition looks like, you know, having the courage to continue this podcast, even if I have one listener, because I'm doing it for me and I'm aligning with my higher self because I feel a purpose to do so. That is what the month of January and the theme of courage means to me. I've also decided 
that every single month I'm going to assign a word to the month. It is going to be something that I meditate on. It's just going to be something that I ask my spiritual guides to help me move forward with. I already feel like I've, there are so many words in my head that I want to focus like authenticity, intention, drive, determination. Like some of those words are things that come to mind. And that brings me to, I know that this has been a long way to get to what my intentions for 2023 are, but I feel like all of the things that I just covered are really important especially if you have ever struggled with negative self-talk, eating disorders, or honestly, if you've ever struggled to look in the mirror because you feel like you haven't been able to reach some of your goals, if you ever just feel like you're lost and you're not sure your purposes, which frankly, I feel like that a whole hell of a lot of the time. If you are just confused on what's next, what is a goal I should make? What is something that I even want to do in this year? If you're if you're feeling like you're in that space, then hopefully this podcast will be helpful for you. And my action, my homework for you is that you get a piece of paper or a journal, whatever it might be, 